Welcome to episode one of Decapod and Strapping, because this week we're tackling the might of the year that is 1990. Now, if you've listened to the first episode, you'll have got an idea what the show's about and how we're discussing all things 90s this time. And as always, I'm joined by my spectacular co-host who brings a charm, the wit and the banter. And I bring Emma Morgan. Hello. Okay. Uh, I am I am wonderful and indeed smashing. How are you? I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I am proper excited. Uh, There's so much stuff uh, when I went to research that happened in 1990 or sort of televisual things that I'd completely forgotten about. So I can't wait to share what I found. Research. Research. We're supposed yeah. to do that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, lots of notes and stuff, yeah. I did research. Hey! I did bits of research. <laughs> Not all of it. I did bits. Um, 1990. How old were you in 1990? What age did you turn? 1990 um, would have turned eight. See, this is going to be easy for me because we're the similar age. So I also turned eight in 1990. <laughs> I have no recollections of 1990. I could, as I'm going through this... I can recall uh, some of the music and some of the, the stuff I was watching involved, but I cannot remember. I mean, I must have still been at primary school, but I cannot remember anything else around that time. My memory is appalling for stuff like well, that. I couldn't either until um, I looked at some of the video games that came out, and there's one in particular when we get to talk about them, and then that reminded me of what I did that entire summer, and then I also know kind of what, big school trip I had and stuff like that so I've got a better idea but only because something jogged my memory I was like you before that I was like yeah who, who knows what we did at eight eh. what we should do is um put some pictures up from each year yeah maybe not of 1981 just <laughs> feel like in my mum's stomach or not I'm gonna say my dad's ball sack but I'm not going there we'll leave that one <laughs> Anyway, uh, 1990. So before we crack on and actually start looking at stuff uh, from 1990, is there any anything that stands out for you, particular from the research you've been doing? Because for me, it, it was just how poor my taste was in in music at the time and since. Um, yeah. So for me, it was a big thing that I like re remembered was just how big Neighbours was in my life in my daily life really um and yeah neighbors it would be my theme that I would pull out of this because even some of the films that I've kind of written down that came out in 1990 not many of them I was appreciating in that year so in terms of my year it was pretty much about Kyla Minogue uh, and making sure I saw neighbors after tea yeah um that was an on, ongoing joke on my street. I used to have some neighbours opposite me that lived, uh, they were called Omar and Salim. And uh, as I was walking home, they used to shout and ask, are you coming out? And before I had a chance to reply, they'd go, after neighbours. And then they'd <laughs> run away laughing, thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, no, I'm waiting until neighbours has finished. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and then if I ever had a day off sick, I can remember I used to watch neighbours in the dinner time and then I'd watch neighbours in the tea time as well. Yeah. Oh, I used to love that. But if so around that time, you'd probably get a lovely little episode of Sons and Daughters as well. 
Uh, Mum used to watch that, but I used to skip that one. That's got like the best sons and daughters, and I can't remember the rest, but I know it had a really. I feel like everybody. It was like a brown title sequence. Yeah, I remember it being almost grungy in in, in appearance. It was like orangey brown and black. It's just very unpleasant. Thank goodness for doctors uh, going along and saving that afternoon slot. I mean, I don't watch any afternoon TV now, and that that's quite recent, isn't it, doctors? Uh, well, from the early 2000s. So. so a little bit past 1990 then. Yeah, well, yeah. So bringing it back to topic. <laughs> so... Shall we start off by going straight into the music and straight yeah. into the, the the songs? Now, I don't know how you've done this, but but and this shows how well we've coordinated this. <laughs> but I don't know how you've done this, but I just went through and I looked at all the songs, all the songs that were released in 1990, and I've just picked out 10 of the ones that A, I was loving at the time, and B, that still love now. Um, so what I did was is I put 1990 into Spotify and prayed that the songs it gave me back genuinely were released in 1990. I did something similar, um, except I did mine when I was driving, and then I realised that I couldn't make a note of them. So, <laughs> so, And also, somehow it then skipped from the 90, 1990 playlist to the 1990s playlist. Yeah. And all these songs come on, I'm like, I don't remember this being 1990. I'm sure I was about 15. <laughs> I'm like bopping away. Then when I checked, you're like, oh no, that makes more sense. But I was quite overall. How did you feel about the standard of music from 19? Maybe that's the wrong question. Not the standard because it's taste, isn't it? But how did you feel looking back on the the 1990 music? I mean, awful, pretty <laughs> awful. <laughs> but I know I loved it because I was a kid at the time so I know one song that I sent it to you to go oh my god this is just going 1990 and that was Mona by yes. Craig McLaughlin yes Hen- Henry from Neighbours yes. uh, you just could not move for Neighbours people <laughs> being, <laughs> being somewhere um, but then like other ones that I kind of did yeah, but Tears on My Pillow Kylie she was in she was in the charts with that that year and I related that one down because that reminded me of getting the magazine Flash Forward which was um, <laughs> which was just basically song lyrics and things like that and basically you like your accompaniment to watching Top of the Pops and that was Tears on My Pillow was the first song I used that and I memorized the words using my Flash Forward magazine I never read Flash Forward. I can remember stealing my sister's Smash Hits magazine. Oh, I don't think I was cool enough for Smash Hits, but I like Flash Forward because it was advertised on the BBC and, and that felt really naughty because they didn't do adverts. <laughs> I really had that little advert that went, Flash, Flash Forward, Flash, Flash Forward, Forward. And it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of got that manic energy that I tend to inhibit. I have no recollection of this at all. I also have no recollection of needing to be cool to have smash hits. I don't think that was a prerequisite. I think uh, I think if you got flash forward, you thought the smash hits kids were cool. Right, okay. That that explains a lot. Um no, I have no recollection of flash forward. Um I'm trying to think what other because there was another magazine that she used to get that I used to steal as well. Uh, although it might not have been a pop one, it might because I remember it had the, the you know they get the sections in it where you, you used to write in, yeah, and with your problems, and there was a section <laughs> boys have problems too. 
because Aww. of course boys didn't have their own magazine that they could do they just have like transformers and match of the day and stuff and you can't find some match at day talking about you know your girlfriend who's, who's cheated on you with someone else behind sheds at school they don't like that on match at day so you had to steal your sister's whatever magazine it was and then write into them and then they've also got that many did their own page boys have problems too oh i think that's really cute i like that yeah i mean i think it says a lot but either way we're getting a little bit deeper <laughs> i reckon the magazine might have been shout yes that that rings a bell as well shout i can just remember going in a bedroom where there have been stickers everywhere like a- yeah man and it would have always had it always had a very neutral lipstick <laughs> that would come <laughs> free with it again i'm not overly familiar with lipstick but uh, I, I just remember the stickers and there being stickers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, the, I think the stickers were so good from those magazines. They're still on our old bedroom doors at mum and dad's. I don't think anything <laughs> lifted them. Um, but um, Terry, come on then. Let's. I feel like the top of the pops music should come in. So they're like, and number 10. <laughs> What's your I mean, top 10? Uh, these aren't in order. Particular. Oh, so I've just as I read that, I've seen one, and I, oh, that's not a pun. Um, but you don't know what it is yet, so therefore it doesn't work. Um, but they're not in order. But I will read them out, kind of how I would have them if they were. Um, so I've got Love Shack in there. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, I've also got It Must Have Been Love. Like must have, yeah, that's how it's, it must have been Love by Roxette. Yeah. Um, obviously, Murder we mentioned by Craig <laughs> McLaughlin. Uh, we've got All Together Now by The Farm. Oh, that didn't come up for me, but it's an awesome song. Yep. Um, now, I've got two here that are going to be controversial, and our oh. seven listeners are going to go crazy debating <laughs> this, right? Because technically, they were released ages ago, one of which in 1960. 19- I wrote, this is my research. Yeah. I'm so proud of me. One yeah. of which was released in 1964. They were in 1955, but they were re-released in this year. So I'm, I'm claiming these because I couldn't find any other songs I liked. So we'll go with this. They're both from the Righteous Brothers, and it was You've Lost That Loving Feeling and Unchained Melody. What? Robson and Jerome? No, actual, um, un- un- actual Righteous Brothers. I was going to say, because Robson and Jerome was, would be later, so that's... That'll come so it'll yeah. come back. Whoa, what will be the most featured song across well, the Decapod episodes? It's gonna be on Melody because it'll oh. be this. <laughs> it'll also be um Robson's Rome. It was and it was released in 55. So if we ever get through still in the 50s, it's gonna have a triple whammy. Um, although you've lost that loving feeling, wasn't that also in Top Gun? Yep. Yeah, they sing and, it, don't they? You know, uh, she may be listening. I once sung this to my ex at a karaoke, and she didn't twig that like I was singing it. Really, <laughs> she thought I was like trying to convey a message by a song, and uh, no, she just gave me a round of applause afterwards. <laughs> You're right. I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've lost. Oh, they're both great songs. Um, also, uh, here we go. So we've got the World in Motion by New Order. Oh, Which also includes that wonderful John Barnes rap. Yeah. <laughs> then we come to what would be my genuine top three uh, from 1990. I don't know which order I'd put these. I'm going to say Partners in Crime with Turtle Power. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to, oh, I don't know how to split these two. 
Uh, I'm, I've got to say one of them first, otherwise we'll be here all night. Um, I'm going to say MC Hammer can't touch this. Huh? Followed, well, not followed, leading the pack, vanilla ice with ice, ice baby. Ah, I think that's that's controversial. That top one, isn't it? Because that really divides people. Or him as an artist being as successful as he is. Um, is there something I don't know? He's not a Jimmy Savile, is he? He's not. <laughs> It's not slipped to me, slipped the radar. I've just got a memory. I think it's, I'm in this group that's currently trying to pick the best album of the 90s. So like on topic for this show and Vanilla Rice won against something else. And I think, I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but they were like, you only had one song. (laughs) That was an entire album sort of beating something else. Well, didn't he once wank off a pig on a farm? (laughs) <laughs> well that's way more controversial than what i had to say <laughs> i'm sure i saw that once well what do you think's more offensive that or winning uh, winning against um, another 90s artist well i don't know because really did only have one song although we did do the 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 one from turtles 2 the film turtles 2 the secret of the ooze i think it was called when he was on there doing go ninja go yeah. ninja oh, go ninja I go think so- i prefer that one Oh, no. No, I didn't wank off a pig. <laughs> um, Rebecca Lewis wanked off a pig. Right, so you... <laughs> Rebecca <laughs> Lewis. No, there's a reason why I got them mixed up, right? Rebecca Lewis had the affair with David Beckham, apparently. Don't sue me, please, Mr. Beckham. Um, and then because she had an affair with David Beckham, apparently that made her... her supposed alleged affair with David Beckham. Apparently that made her famous, and she went on the Channel 5 programme, The Farm... Well, they, they lived on the farm, and the only two contestants I remember were Rebecca Luce and Vanilla Ice, whose name I've forgotten, actual real name. On the farm, they had to do farm stuff, one of which included Rebecca Luce wanking off a pig. But still, but yeah, which is fine. <laughs> it's how you've placed him in there. <laughs> because I remember him being on there. Right, um, okay. And I think, I know they don't look alike, but they just, I don't know. I'm not sure how I got them mixed up, but they were both on the farm. I don't think I need to say that anymore this episode. <laughs> I think that's been exhausted. That's fair, but that's earned as our explicit rating anyway. It's also the title of the show. <laughs> so I'll um, add in a song that I'd written down, and I've got a quiz question, a couple of quiz questions about it as well. Are these so quiz I'd... questions for me? Yeah. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> so I'd also written down nothing compares to you. Yes. Right. I, that didn't break it into my top 10, but I remember seeing it. So for Sinead O'Connor, but do you know who wrote it? Prince. Yeah. But that's only the first question. Do you know who he wrote it? No, no, no. It? No more. No more. <laughs> we'll leave it there. 100% record, please. Thank you. Oh, no, no, no. This is like. I listened to another podcast, which I won't do anymore. <laughs> I only ever listened to hours, I promise. Um, and they talked about when he wrote that. And do you know who he wrote that about? Um, annoyingly, yes, but I can't remember because I don't know where I read it recently, but I did read it recently. And it, it this can't be right. This cannot be right. It cannot be right. But it's, some reason it's in my head. Now, keep in mind when I say this, I recently mixed up. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to say it's vanilla not ice. Yeah, um, <laughs> Elton John. No. No. Okay. Then. Right. Go on. 
so we now got conflicting theories because yours might be right but um the podcast i listened to um said he wrote about his housekeeper really close to her and she had some time off for holiday and was away and he got so upset by her being away he wrote that song and it's about his housekeeper i can't remember what i heard but it wasn't that (laughs) so you know um but i'm going to assume that's correct because i'm generally crap at questions and quizzes oh well i'll make sure to have some every episode (laughs) yeah let's see let's we can make a new segment let's humiliate terry Ask him the easiest of questions. I genuinely, once um, I, I went to meet my uh, former in-laws and told them my trivia fact, which was, and I'm about to say my trivia fact, and I've forgotten his name, Babylon Zoo. Right. Did Spaceman. Yeah. Yep. Told, told, <laughs> told them that my trivia fact was he was uh, Posh Spice's brother. Really? No, not really. Oh. But I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was, but I thought it was. To which they instantly shot me down. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you'd have been fine if I was your mother-in-law. You'd have been fine because I'd have got really. Oh, this, this boy knows things. In which case, we're going to bring a new segment to the show. <laughs> Terry tells Emma trivia. Emma believes said trivia. Oh, I believe it. Like I um. Another Facebook group, because that's just my life, is social media. Um, and they posted, what was something your parents told you that you believe well, <laughs> much later in two years and should have? My key one is <laughs> my dad <laughs> told me when I was about four that if you poured water into one ear and tipped your head, <laughs> the water would come out of your ear. <laughs> and it was really late, like... I'm talking of an adult and I had um, a boyfriend who got a problem with his ears and I told him, pour some water in and tip your head and it'll push it through the other side. And he was like, what? And then, then that, so in my 20s, I believe that. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I think I get one of those. I, get, I don't know how to respond to that, even if every time I talk to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so what what were yours? Uh, what were, uh, did you have any of the same as Renny Overlap there in, in the, the top 10? Um, Mona. Um, I'd, I'd put Can't Touch This as well. Um, and I'd put down The Power by Snap. This, these aren't top tens. These are just songs where I was like, oh, gosh, but they were so in your face. Just remember, I remember that being really prominent at school discos and, like, it was proper screamy and screechy. Um, and um, I also wrote down a song which most people wouldn't know it by its title, but I think it would have been really popular because of the TV show, and that was a song called Falling. And that's the song that kind of goes, which is obviously Twin Peaks. <laughs> I've never watched Twin Peaks. Oh, well, I know I started it and I just couldn't follow it. Um, so I, I gave up on it. I'm disappointed in myself. So... You're coming in with the song that no one will know the title for, <laughs> to which you then proceed to, to do the music for, to a show that I've never seen and a show that you gave up on. But 
lot of people didn't. Right. And I do genuinely, I do genuinely love that song. I've no idea what song it is, but I will take your word <laughs> for it and I will I will look it up after the show. I've just done a note perfect rendition of it. <laughs> I will I will assess that and yeah. compare it to said and I, song. I expect the message to come through and go, absolutely perfect. <laughs> I don't know why as well, but I've written down <laughs> in amongst all my 1990 um, song choices, I've written down <laughs> darts. <laughs> but I don't know why. I think it might be because of the power and Phil the, Phil the Power Taylor, but I don't think it does. And I don't know why I thought that would be interesting to mention. <laughs> I think you might get two in this episode. Oh, Although I do, I do like darts. I've not watched it for it. a while. I don't know who won the world championship in 1990. I want to take a guess. Uh, um, I want to take a guess. Eric Bristow. Yeah, I reckon it's still a Bristow era. It's before Dennis the Menace Priestley's on the scene. So I also, yeah, I'd I'd also go with Bristow's. I am looking it up as we speak. Oh, wow. Live update. Uh, but Dennis Priestley is my favourite darts player. Oh, the, the it was uh, Taylor versus Bristow. Oh, that doesn't tell me one. Either way, it was Taylor versus Bristow, so I'm, I'm, I've got oh. a 50% of chance of being right. Um, we'll be sure to post an update because I'm sure the seven listeners will want to know. Have a vote. <laughs> was it the crafty cockney or was it phil the power tale i don't know this much about darts we don't know <laughs> just do I, I was quite impressed with how you just rattled that off then i'm like that's quite impressive because i know not much about darts it's I do, actually i'm going like oh, i don't know why i do know why um when we used to go on holiday when i was a kid and this probably yeah this would have been the first year we did it um the darts champions was always on the night we drove off down to cornwall and we used to leave at midnight because it takes eight hours so we used to watch the darts and then go on holiday <laughs> edit this edit this heavily <laughs> no <laughs> right. um, anything else in a musical musical sphere i don't think so i don't think i'd really kind of latched on to music by this point i think my musical taste at this point was still what my mum and dad were listening to um which was for my dad was like beethoven and <laughs> my mum was cliff richard so although a little bit of elvis thrown in um in fact uh savior's day by cliff richard was was 1990 yeah i remember rolling my eyes and going i'm not writing that down both wrote it and typed it. <laughs> <laughs> he was cleared, wasn't he? So we're okay talking about Cliff. <laughs> Honestly, we're going to have a nightmare doing this because it'll be like, hold on, well, cleared. <laughs> I've not said anything liable yet. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Ice. <laughs> I did clarify. I'm going to have to check that just to make sure that's all good. Uh, but no, I don't think there's anything else music-wise. Like I say, I think that... I think I don't... Didn't really properly get into music probably until I was about 13. 
maybe yeah. 12, 13, when I started actually buying cassettes. So there's probably a good four years. I think these songs that I'm think looking at now are more ones that I'm thinking from a, a current perspective looking back rather than at the time. Um, so I think it'll be interesting when we get to about, yeah, about, like we said previously, about 95, 93 to yeah. 95, that's when it'll kick off for me. In fact, just on that, I can remember the first album I ever bought and it was Meat Loaf's Bat Out of Hell. I don't want to play this game. I do. <laughs> I do now. Wait, sorry, because I'll tell you my first single I ever bought in a minute. So, um, the first album I ever bought was Psych by PJ and Duncan. Why wouldn't you want to play this game? <laughs> this is like what just wrecked the mic. Well, my um, one of my um, party tricks, and it, it, the video is buried in my Facebook, Terry. It's there if you ever want to find it. Is doing the dance. So let's get ready to and know the rap word perfect. Um, if you would like to hear Emma singing <laughs> the rap word perfect, in fact, this is going to be our first poll. This is this is official. This is going out. Um, you ha- you can vote either Emma doing the rap for uh, PJ and Duncan, yeah, or you can have me doing the John Barnes rap from World in Motion. Oh, this is yeah, it's easy. We'll clearly vote for you, right? I just need to get. I just need to go and talk to the seven listeners. That's fine. I should call a conference call. Yeah. Yes. So that that's that. Um, I, well, I'm going to say I'll say my first single, but I may have this wrong. Actually, now I think of the timeline of it. The first single I remember buying, as as I mentioned last week, was Scatman John. Mm. I remember buying that. I could have the timeline wrong, but it's the first one I remember buying. I've got no idea what mine was. That's genuine as well. That's not me hiding away from it. Um, I have no idea. It might have. I remember buying a sub single, but I think that was way later. I don't think that was my first one. So I have no idea. So moving away from music, then. Yes. Um, what have you got written down for TV shows around this time? Yeah. So. We've already sort of, we might, let's just get into it. Let's get into the bit that everybody wants to hear about. And that's what was happening in Neighbours in 1990, because it was quite exciting, very exciting for me. There was a little love triangle happening between characters Josh, Todd, and Melissa. Mm. Um, and it was all very, it's a bit particularly exciting for me because one of my first crushes, Josh, um, and Josh had, um, quite a cool so he was kind of like geeky but then they did this thing in Neighbours and they did it with Melissa as well I think where she wore glasses and then she took her glasses off and she was really hot <laughs> and it was just like she looked fine with the glasses on and it was a bit similar with Josh I don't think he wore glasses but he was like super super intelligent a bit mouthy but he was like fine as well and then he went blind um because oh. he got something in his got something in his eye was it acid or something like that <laughs> it was pretty hardcore but it happened in the robinson's kitchen because i always remember they were right near the taps and they were trying to rinse it um straight away and then that was it he was blind i don't know whether they did typical neighbors and he made a full recovery but he he was definitely injured for some time after that so that was one of my main tv things would be have to see neighbors just absolutely loved it what year did paul lassiter kiss the wrong twin paul lassiter is that the wrong name 
Yeah, that might be right. It was um, Lasseter. Either way. And what year did I, Paul Robinson kiss the wrong twin? I reckon that would be about 88. Um, oh. So you've got Chrissy, that exciting storyline to come then. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, uh, that is very exciting. Chrissy and Caroline. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Um, I'm a bit gutted to like be out of Neighbours because um, Paul Robinson came back oh. as a supervillain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, almost like ridiculous levels of villain uh, and I'm quite good to have missed that but yeah yeah that that little love triangle that would be one focus what about you well I can't remember any storylines uh, so I have done the same again I wrote down uh, 10 pro 10 programs that started in 1990 that 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 resonated with me either at the time or looking back would you like my 10 programs yeah. Now these aren't in any particular order. I don't have a top ten, but um, we have. And you, well, sorry, we can't. You don't get much better than this, which is a crystal maze. Yes, I'd written that down. There you go, uh, Richard O'Brien. Yeah, Richard yeah. O'Brien, and and that's that should be the that should be people's go to. Don't, for goodness' sake, start with Ed Tudor Pole. You need to be straight to O'Brien. But it's actually like the new series is really cool as well with Richard Iwadi um, presenting. I quite like that. But yes, completely agree. Really wanted to go on it. And it's one of the first times as a child I remember getting really frustrated at the TV and just thinking they're all absolute idiots when they couldn't do the like the physical challenges. Yeah. I I don't think I got frustrated because I accepted that I wouldn't be able to do it either. I just look at <laughs> like, no, I can't do that. Although I can remember some of them, like some of them, like mental ones, just seemed really easy sometimes. Like really <laughs> yeah. simple maths, and I'm like, just press four. That's two add two. Press four, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, Crystal Maze uh, that was always fun. Also, uh, going again back to my youth of what I enjoyed massive at the time, uh, Art Attack. Came out oh, in 1990. Did it? Yes. Um, that was a great... And I could never, ever guess what he was making when he were doing them big pictures. Yeah, and then it was like that. And then he'd step away at the edge and go, oh. Um, my cousin, um, when she turned 30, she had a 1990s fancy dress um, party. And my other cousin... Um, she went as Neil Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the best fancy dress outfits I've ever seen. All right. I also remember from that time, from the youth, the things I enjoyed at the time was how to. Yeah. Right. So revelation on this. Oh. Did you know? Did you know it's a sequel? What's a sequel? How to. Oh, that makes sense. Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't either. It was featured on um, a Twitch stream I used to watch and they were talking about old shows um, and they were talking about Hal and I think Hal was from the 1970s and it had the older guy, Fred, was in the original one and I wrote in the chat, um, is that why it was called Hal 2? Because it was a sequel and loads of people came at me and were like, oh my God, stop taking the piss. Like, and like, and I was like, I genuinely thought it was called How To because it told you how to do things. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. Well, no, because it told you how to do things. So then at the end they went, and that's how for now. <laughs> I think I had a little crush on, was it Gareth? 
Um, yeah, it was Gareth Fred and um, it Waters. was Fred, wasn't it? Yeah, Carol Vorderman, who I didn't have a question at the time, but I do now. <laughs> follow her on Twitter. She posts some very saucy stuff. Does she? Yes, there's all kinds of bikini stuff going on over there. She's, I mean, I mean anyway. she's a loose woman. Is she? Yeah. Oh, from the TV programme that I don't watch. Right, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going full vanilla ice really, on me then. You were really hopeful for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm taking a trip to Wales this weekend. Um, Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> how? 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 I mean, fish? I, 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 no. I mean, whatever you want to go with that, that's fine. Um <laughs> I suppose the last one, this is kind of a uh, childhood youth side of it, um, but still quite like it now. Uh, Mr. Bean. Yeah, I'd written Mr. Bean down um, for starting in that year. And it it is really, it just really is timeless. It's just silly, fun. Um, my son, my son likes it. My son finds it funny now. Um, so I think that's really nice. Just that silent humour type things and love Rowan Atkinson. Um I was posting somebody, um, I I think I'd asked a question um, about who's a really good role model uh, um, and someone had put Mr Bean and I went, actually, he has been cited in psychology articles. He is because he's really okay in his own company and he's really happy doing what he's doing. So actually, we should be a bit more Mr Bean. I realise that I've been a bit more... <laughs> serious at times and I do apologize uh, there's just been insights um coming through but I do quite like that um that idea well no I mean there's nothing wrong with being serious at times this is quite a serious podcast and then every now and again <laughs> what we'll get is a oh boom that's the highlight of the show right there um yeah. but yes I think that was the um I only do two impressions and one of them's a paedophile um <laughs> so I can't even do that one um yeah so m- moving on um no, no, I don't, can we just clarify you don't you're not indicating that mr bean is a pedophile no it's the <laughs> other one that was a pedophile not mr bean not oh bean. <laughs> when are you going to do your impression of me on this podcast i think you should bring that into less yeah. listen, listeners now would it well i'll um I, I need a run up to it. So I can't, right. you know, so um, maybe I'll, I'll introduce the podcast one time as yeah. you. Hang, keep listening, guys, because <laughs> you've got a treat coming. Um, I don't know if there's any Chris Tarrant fans. <laughs> um, okay, so I've, that's kind of the childhood ones. Um, the ones that I kind of enjoy more now, although I still enjoy the Crystal Mace, uh, is One Foot in the Grave. Yeah, I'd written that down. Yep, this still has me, not just this particular series, but anything this chap has ever done. It's one of my all-time comedy heroes, which was Jasper Carrot, who had canned Carrot out in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, 1990. Did you, ever get to, did you ever get to see him live? Anyway, the next one. No. Because I did. Yeah. I, I've, I've got, seen... Go on. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm, I've seen him front row, Terry, and I jumped up on stage and stole his water bottle. Uh, the next one, <laughs> I've seen very little live. Um, there's a whole psychological reasons why I've seen very little live. I think the only thing I've seen live like that was uh, Little Britain. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen Little Britain live. There you go. No, but you've seen Bottom and Jasper Carrot. Yeah. You win. Um, uh, yes, also Harry Enfield and Chums. Was that 1990? Mm-hmm. Oh, Which... yeah. 
you say it if it wasn't? I mean, I could be wrong. Let's face it. Any of these could be from any year, any decade, potentially. This is my research you're trusting. You know, I think once we record this episode, I'm going to edit and I'm going to send it over to you to do all the proof checking. <laughs> then I'll have to re-edit it. Just with me voiceovering myself. Um, yeah, which I loved Harry Enfield. Um a little bit offensive, but still funny. Um, we also then had You've Been Framed, which kicked off back in 1990. <laughs> I would have swore that was the 80s, but maybe that's Beatles about. Yeah, maybe it was just running the 90s. I don't know. I'm still going with that one. Um, uh, I've got Stars in Their Eyes. <laughs> I'm giggling because if anyone ever mentions Stars in Their Eyes, all I can ever think about is that is. <laughs> The smell of Reeves and Mortimer, where they do their version of it, and it's hilarious. So if I giggling, I'm instantly imagining that rather than the actual show. I think that's my lot for that. Have you got anything to add to that in terms of TV shows or no. interesting storylines? Interesting story. No, oh, I put Nightmare down. Now I don't think Nightmare started in 1990, but I think I wrote it down as a show that was on in 1990 that I would have very much been watching. Nightmare. Is that the one where they had to wear that helmet? That yeah, like the most exciting TV show, I think, as it, or like children's TV show for that it- time. It took a minute to register, but I can remember watching it because it wasn't that like, big screen and the, yeah. the, the, the helmet, and then they had to take so many hips forward and there were dragons and stuff or falling into stuff. Yeah, I always wanted to go on that. That and, and Games then, Master, although in Games oh, Master, that Games big Master. thing, that big head scared me. Uh, um, Patrick, is it? Oh, it was the um, the Stars Man, wasn't it? I've met him as well. <laughs> Patrick Moore. It was Patrick Moore. Yeah. <laughs> sorry no it's all right i'm pleased you've met all these people jealous mm-hmm. but pleased you've met all these people was he in, in games master get up or was he in patrick moore get up he was in very much in patrick moore get up and it was um there was a little leaving party for him um when he left the show the star show he did i can't remember what it's called was it called in the night sky or something like that Sky at night. The sky. Yeah. <laughs> in the night sky. That sounds like a fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he left, and I used to work at BBC Birmingham at the time, and we all went to his leaving do. And bless him, he was so old at the time that everyone was having their photo with him. And I, I, I think in mine, he, he looks like he's fallen asleep. <laughs> so- <laughs> So I met him, but I don't think he met me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was trying to think of a witty response and failed miserably. <laughs> but no, I haven't got I haven't got any of the um TV shows. Let's move on to films then. Do you want me to go first with films? Because I've got 10 and I had a hard time. I mean, there was some dross from uh, in fact I should have made a list of crap. From 1990. I think that's what I'm going to do going forward. I'm going to make a list of some really, really bad stuff as well. But um, I think I got it down to about 17 films and I, I purposely set myself getting to 10 and I struggled and I left out some quality. Um, do you want to run through what you've got first or do you want me to? 
I don't mind, but I have genuinely got a top 10 for this as well. So this will be interesting. I'll tell you what, I've done my top 10 for the last two. So you go first with this one. Okay. So again, the not it's more just a, a collection of 10. So my number one isn't my favourite out of these. It just made the 10. So I'm going to, yeah, so it doesn't really matter what order it is. So Gremlins 2, the new batch. And that's quite a that's quite a significant film for me because I was very, very scared of the first Gremlins. And I truly believed it was an 18 until again in my early 20s. And someone pointed out that it was in fact only a PG. And I just could not believe it because it scared me so much as a kid. I thought I'd seen an 18 movie. Well, the thing is, like you mentioned previously, that there won't be any horror films in your top 10. And that's Gremlins is pure horror. Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2 is a little bit more comedy. But it's pure horror. It's evil monsters, especially to a kid. I mean, looking back now, obviously technology's developed and it's not quite as good. It doesn't hold up perfectly, but... No, there's bits of that that's simply that's terrifying. Um, which do you prefer, Gremlins or Gremlins 2? So I didn't mind Gremlins 2, but I remember it being a real big deal. For, I remember when it was on the TV and everything, and I knew I had to watch it because everyone at school was watching it. So that whole thing of being able to talk about it, so I, I sat myself through it. But I remember the... There was much funnier bits in that. Though. There was like the one that swallowed the thing and, the, and he went on the chat show and I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the only one I really hated was the spider one. Um, yeah. But that's like an ongoing thing with spiders. And I wasn't fond of the one that was all zappy and full of electricity. Oh, yeah. Because I generally don't like things that are a bit out of control. Um, so related to that, quite scared of the Muppet animal um, because you don't know what he genuinely if he if he was in a room with I wouldn't be able to cope. I I do I do not like that Muppet. You know it's a puppet, right? It, yes, but it's you don't know what it's gonna do and I don't like it. Also, you don't know what's inside it. That's the key <laughs> thing, you know. It could be anyone. I think you know how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Ice. So anyway, that was number one. Um, number two, um, Ghost. No, that didn't quite make it into my uh, top ten. Um, it probably would have been like eleven or twelve if I it, it would it were just out there. But it it is. I haven't watched it for years, so actually, which is probably why. But I remember. I look. I've got a crush on Patrick Swayze. Who hasn't got a crush on Patrick Swayze? You don't he have probably, a crush on Patrick. No, not really. I just heard he was really mean to um, Baby in Dirty Dancing. And yeah, no disrespect to the dead. I don't know. No, I don't have a crush on him. Sorry. You just ruined the whole vibe from this show now. Sorry. I can I can repair it with the next film. So I'm really intrigued to see if you've seen this film. So I think this next film is absolutely hilarious, but not because it's meant to be. Yeah. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> I feel a bit under pressure. <laughs> so I didn't watch this in 1990. I watched it much later, but it's a Liam Neeson film called Dark Man. I haven't seen it. <laughs> right, you've got to watch it. I'm not going to say much more about it. It's just funny for all the wrong reasons. So it's not meant to be a comedy? No, I, I, I don't believe so, no. Uh, but yeah, I laughed lots. Okay, so next one for me would be Goodfellas. This this would be one of my sort of favourite films 
You'll be surprised to hear I've never seen Goodfellas. Oh, wow. It does surprise me. It's it's one of those films that's on my lists of films to watch, but I've just never. I think it's because I, I keep hearing people say how awesome it is. So now yeah. I'm reluctant to see it in case it's not as awesome as everyone makes out. Yeah, this is that I've never seen any of the Harry Potters. Um, it's just got too in in your face. So, yeah, same reason. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, this will definitely be on your list. Home Alone. Home Alone is indeed on my list. Uh, it's a cracking film, is that one? It's just a classic. It has, to, and I have to watch it every Christmas. I, I just love it. I don't want my son to watch it. <laughs> I don't want him getting any ideas. Uh, but it is an absolute classic of a film. It makes no sense, but it's a brilliant <laughs> film to watch. Um, a little factoid that I learned about a scene in Home Alone. So there's the bit where the mum, she's in the back of the lorry with John Candy and they're, and they're talking. That entire scene's improvised. So she's no idea what he's about to say. And I was just like, that's amazing. But I just absolutely adore John Candy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of quality in that film. Even Macaulay Culkin. But yes, um, I can picture that scene now. And now you said it. You know, sometimes when you hear that about the odd scene and you think, yeah, I can see that was improvised. Mm. Uh, But yeah, that makes sense. Um, Oh, number six, Misery. That's on my list. You... What's all this about I don't like horror? <laughs> You're listing like a top ten of horrors. You've got Home Alone, which is elements of horror in Home Alone. It's a basically a home invasion movie. It's a home invasion movie where he slaughters the burglars, right? You've gone for Gremlins, which is a film about monsters. It's a film about monsters. And now you've gone for Misery. It's a film about a psychopathic woman that hobbles a man. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of admiration for that lady. <laughs> oh, and I've done a really lovely manic laugh after that as well. Um, I would push misery more into a thriller, and I can cope with thrillers. Um, and that's so psychological. Um, and I just think she's amazing, um, amazing actress as well. Oh, Kathy. Completely going to challenge your thriller premise, right? Who wrote Misery? It yeah, was the, the master of horror. Yeah, but he hasn't only written horrors. No, but he's a master of horror. It's a pure horror. I get terrified watching that film. It's pure horror. I think it's thriller. There you go. There's another poll. <laughs> it's Misery, a horror or a thriller, seven listeners. So we've got three polls now, haven't we, for this They're episode. going to be busy listeners, aren't they? What have we got? Thriller, thriller or horror? Who's singing? Uh, you're doing <laughs> what were you doing? This BJ and Duncan and I'm doing um World in Motion. And who wanked off the pig? <laughs> That's yeah, the range there. <laughs> Better not mix them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please don't. Um uh the next one is Awakenings. No, I've not seen that. Uh, so this is the first film I proper bawled my eyes crying out at. Um, and again, I was watching it and I had a TV in my room. It was not in 1990. I wasn't watching Call Uh Much later on, it was on 
it was one of those where you remember like on BBC after the news they always used to put a film on. Yeah. I I, I remember it was that film that was on after the ten o'clock news, and I watched it. Um, and I think I noticed it was Robin Williams. So I was like, well, this this will be. Um, it's beautiful, but it's also heartbreaking. But um, yeah, and I remember it must have been, must have finished about half 12 at night or something. And I was just sat in my room sobbing for the right reasons. Um, so that one would always be on my list because it had such a big impact on me. I think when films can do that, that's when films are doing film right. Yeah. Yeah. Although it does sound like a horror. <laughs> it's really not. Much it's like, drama. Much like Darkman sounds like a horror film. It's a superhero film, Darkman. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> believe you. Uh, then next on my list, and I was sorry, I did have no, I had no idea that these, these films started as early as they did. So we've got Kiki's Delivery Service, um, which is... <laughs> Which is studio, um, I can never remember if it's Ghibli or Ghibli, um, but they do um, Spirited Way. They're like the beautiful like anime, like My Neighbour Totoro. Those... Are these actual words you say? Yeah. These sentences? I haven't oh. got this, none of this means anything to me. Wow. Oh, definitely check them out. Definitely. I've got some homework to do with them. Yeah, I'd start with Spirited Away and then Hal's Moving Castle as well. But the, yeah, and it was just, it just, I was like, wow, they were actually going from 1990s. So um, yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service is in there. Um, number nine, let's draw you back in. Edward Scissorhands. I didn't like Edward Scissorhands. Oh. I'm one of the few people in the world that I didn't like Edward Scissorhands. I just, I don't know why. I mean, I probably should rewatch it because, but no, I just didn't enjoy it when I watched it. I think it was just all the clickety clickety with his hands. It's like no, just oh, it's just creepy. Yeah, nah. Well, I mean, in fairness, I think they were going for creepy. So <laughs> creepy, as in horror. So another horror on the list, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, do you like Tim Burton? Oh, what's going on? What goes on in my head? Um, and then number ten, and I think um, I chatted. This was the spoiler. Um, in our introductory um, episode, The Godfather Part 3. I haven't bothered to go back and double-check that like I said I would. I just got with it. Um, yeah, you know, the third part of a very epic trilogy deserves to be in that list. Although, should it, because you kind of need the other two to appreciate number three, so on its own, should it be sat there? I don't know. I mean... We'd have to mention it now because it's from <laughs> 1990. Um, so I think it's a relevant time to mention it. Um, I think there's two key things to mention here. Firstly, don't fact check any of this stuff, listeners. <laughs> you know, just trust us. You don't need to check this shit. Um, also, I've never seen Godfather 3. I've, I've seen one and two, once. but I've never seen Godfather 3. So I've got some great films to go and watch here. I've got Darkman, I've got Godfather 3, I've got The Awakening, and I've got that all the other stuff that you said that made no sense to me. You must feel really unfulfilled with The Godfather then, if you've not seen Part 3. <laughs> Do you not feel like, oh, it feels like it's not quite there yet? No, because I get bored really easy. I'll, you know, like, even if I start watching a TV series, like, I'm going to binge watch this, and it'll be like six episodes, and I'll get to number four, I'm like, yeah, I'm bored now, what next? <laughs> and, I'll go, and then I'll three years later I'll come back and watch the last two episodes. 
it's long as well, I think. So it's it's dedicating that time to it. So I bet you it's about three hours. I may never watch Godfather for yeah. <laughs> oh, but what isn't? Oh, there wasn't as much crossover as I thought there would be. What's on your list that wasn't on mine? Okay, so um, I well, I'll, I'll read you mine because I, I I may have forgot some that were on yours. So I've got the classic horror that is Misery. Uh huh. Yeah, I've also got the classic horror that is Gremlins Two. <laughs> you get where I'm going with this? The yeah. classic horror that is Home Alone. <laughs> So yeah, all the horrors. Um, I've also got Die Hard too. I see. I've never seen any of the Die Hards. <laughs> I've never seen any of them. Uh, you have homework. I'm not watching them. You know, uh, no. Die Hard one, Die Hard two, Die Hard three. You can nah, it's on Miss Die Hard four, but then the fifth one, Door Wars. I'm not watching one. any of them. <laughs> what makes you think I'm talking to you? Um, <laughs> No, but the, honestly, that fifth I'm still annoyed by that fifth film when she's just repulsive. It destroys an entire franchise. And I put myself in a bad mood thinking about it now. I'm going to move on. And um, why won't you watch Die Hard? It's just boring. Um, I don't generally like action films. Um, there's like a couple of exceptions to that, but I, I don't really like them. Um, and yeah, the longer it's gone on, I just used to pretend I'd seen it. So they're like in like groups and stuff of people. Like, yeah, so I kind of know quite a few references about it, um, but no, got no no interest in it. And do you know what really annoys me about it now is that stupid argument about whether or not it's a Christmas film. Well, it is a Christmas film. It's not an argument. Uh, it just is. <laughs> I've got. Well, I can't. I would love to put a counter argument, but that would be stupid because I've not seen it. Well, the sensible thing was just to be to agree with me. Yeah. I really want to disagree just to be annoying, but I'm not going to because I'm growing as a person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, next one, I've got Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's Pretty really, over, I think it's overrated. Oh, no, I enjoy Pretty Woman. I think that um, it was a smashing film, although I'm probably thinking more from when I watched it as opposed to watching it now. Because um, I haven't watched it for a long time, but I don't know. Because I'm a sucker for the odd romance film. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff like that, I can just massively do without. Maybe a bit like you with action films. But every now and again, I'll see one that I just love. And I really like Pretty Woman. And I've always wanted to do that scene where I walk in a shop and they say that I can't have me, then I go and get my rich husband to come back in and say, <laughs> look at all this stuff I bought. Um, um, unfortunately, I don't have a rich husband. so. Aww. Um, I know a little interesting fact about Pretty Woman as well. <laughs> um, do you know the bit with the jewellery box where he snaps and she goes, oh! Yeah. That's improvised. Oh. <laughs> I think maybe the list of facts I watched was all examples of scenes that were improvised and that's why that keeps coming up. Are we going to get any more of these improvised facts? I don't know. It depends. I don't know. Depends what else is on the list. Okay. Um, so I also have from this year, uh, I have it, which is oh, also definitely not seen, but that will be is that be Tim Curry? Yes. Um, which was also the, the Stephen King book. And the st- the book for that is terrifying, <laughs> properly scary. There's no chance. Yeah, no, if, if you're not, I mean you're a massive horror fan, clearly, but <laughs> um, maybe give that one a miss. The then we come on to the 
the the single scariest film I've ever seen in my life. I will never watch it. And I've watched a Serbian film. I've watched Salo. I've watched some oh, unpleasant stuff and but arachnophobia. Oh no! See, I wouldn't. Right. So I was going to sort of say I didn't know this was 1990 either. I'll I'll watch all the diehards, but I I won't. I can't watch it. No, 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 no. I even though in one scene you can see that the the cables or twi- whatever it is that move. The, no, I don't think I could ever watch that again. I may challenge myself one day, but. It's like that could happen. Yeah. It really, I mean, there could be someone that brings over a dead corpse, leaves it in Belden, the box opens up, all the spiders come out, mate with the other spider, and then live in my house. No. Um, and <laughs> well, then we're I have not to, sleeping tonight. I have to kill it with a nail gun right at the end. I think they'd burn the house down. Did they burn the house down? Anyway. Yes, well, that uh, would be the only way. Kill it, kill it with fire. Yeah. It, it, no. I don't know if I could watch that again. Either way, I kind of want to watch it again now I'm talking about it. No. Right, then we come on to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Not as good as the sequel. Sequel was better, but a cracking film. And I still have it in my head, and I've watched it recently. I still buy it. They look like actual real-life turtles. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Splinter didn't look like a rat. But the turtles look like turtles. Mm-hmm. And then we come on to what I would consider the greatest film of 1990. One of the greatest films of the 90s. One of the greatest films of all time. I mentioned this in, in episode 0.5. Um, and it's Tremors. I've never seen it. It's one of the greatest films of all time. You need to watch Tremors. It's it's horror in the way that Gremlins is horror. Well, then it's going <laughs> to... Gonna... Gremlins 2 is horror. Or Home Alone. Mm. It's horror in the way that Home Alone is horror. Really, I think it's a proper horror. Not really. It's There's nothing scary about it. Yeah. I can't watch these things on my own. I'm sorry. We'll do watch-alongs. Yeah. That's what we should do. I yeah, think that's okay. a great idea. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do us on sort of audio commentary over the film. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm down with that. Um, I nominate Tremors as as the first film. What film would you nominate if we were doing a watch song now? So one that I haven't seen. From 1990, Dark Man. Okay, let's do that. Um, we will cheer find us time. up after Tremors. <laughs> Tremor, oh, Tremors is a feel-good film. Is it? Yeah. Um, the sequel's not so much. I think I've just watched the third one. Oh, that was the last one I saw. There's about seven, um, and I'm working my way through them, and they're, uh, they're not great. Um, I um, get it confused with Cocoon. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you get confused with Cocoon because you couldn't get two more opposite films. <laughs> One of them is about big monsters that live on the ground and has Kevin Bacon. Cocoon. In Cocoon where there's like just old people yeah. in a swimming pool. But I think I knew about they're like wormy monsters, and I think I always thought cocoon because that's what they lived in. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like I should clarify here for for any you know one of the seven that um, the silence is is just <laughs> me pondering, and, and Emma's laughter is her seeing my expression, her comment. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, but no, Tremors is an absolute stonking film. I mean, Kevin Bacon's been in some, we should do a Kevin Bacon special. He's been in some classic films. Yeah, I don't want to watch, he was the Invisible Man, wasn't he? Oh, I don't want to watch a, that. That was a very scary film. I saw that at the cinema. I, I wasn't happy afterwards. Um, so what's the greatest Kevin Bacon film of all time? There is a correct answer, by the way. I don't think I've seen that many Kevin Bacon films because I've never seen Footloose. Oh, no way. You can't never answer? have seen. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's in my top 10 films of all time. And it's, oh, it's so good. It's one of those films where, I mean, we've spoke before about Moulin Rouge, so I'm not going to get too much into this, but like Moulin Rouge, I can't watch that film all the way through. I struggle to watch that film all the way through. Footloose, you can put it on and you'll be happy for about, I don't know how long it is, but say 88 minutes of the 90 that it's on. Yeah, just be cheerful. And if you're not having a little dance bit end, then <laughs> then you've not watched it properly. You don't is know how own? to watch films. It makes you actually footloose. It makes you actually footloose. I tried to dance, do the footloose dance at my wedding, failed miserably and fell over. Oh, I feel like a lot went on at your wedding. A lot did go on at my wedding. Um, we had a, a <laughs> cardboard cutout of Spock. Um, I told my wife, I've managed to convince my wife that we should play the Red Dwarf theme tune as we left the, the church. I didn't really think it through because when you think of the lyrics... It's cold outside. There's no kind of atmosphere. That was plain as we were leaving. I didn't really think that bit through. Yeah. You could have had tongue-tied. Yeah. Um, we had the Baywatch theme tune as his first, or no, our second song had the Bay, Baywatch theme tune. Oh. What, for a slow dance? No, we had um, Uncle Cracker. What song was it? I don't know if it was Smile. I've forgotten what song we had that was when it was Uncle Cracker song, which was quite slow and nice. Then that went into the Baywatch theme tune. And then that went into it's it, Good Night by Black Eyed Peas. Oh yeah. So we had those three, and then they just played all other stuff when I went and ate sausages. Yeah, there you go. Perfect to home. They were the best sausages I've ever eaten. Seriously. Yeah. Um and I've got a friend called Chris who I will see once every four years and we still talk about the sausages. <laughs> Just talk about sausage when you get together with Chris. Yeah. Okay. But not just any sausage, no, only the, the special sausage. Special sausage. I didn't realise what you were doing at first. <laughs> it's like a sausage party. Yes. No, no, nothing like a sausage party. Um, just eating an actual sausage, which I can no longer do because I'm stupid vegan. <laughs> I may consider not being vegan just for them sausages. Just so you can eat sausage again. <laughs> yes <sighs> I've got to amuse myself <laughs> why am I not doing a good enough job I am trying it's like it wasn't a slight I did idea. say that you brought the wit and the banter and the charm and the intelligence and I bring you and, you know that was a joke I thought I'd bring something <laughs> not a bit of light entertainment at least anyway that's kind of, uh, 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 at least my list, uh, my my coverage of 1990. Is there, There's nothing else I can add to that, really. Um, wow. There's what, video games. Oh, video games. <laughs> oh. I've still got a sausage on the brain. 
What what video games were out or active in 1990? In fact, 1990, I would have been eight, uh, so I'd have still been at school. So that wouldn't, no, it would have been mass system time, potentially. I'm saying Sonic. Um, uh, no? Okay, I don't know that. I give up. Go on. <laughs> the four I know, so I only did a real quick Google of this, like, about a few minutes before we started, because I was like, got to cover it a little bit. Um, Super Mario World. Um, but I was I was similar to you. I was Team Sega, not Nintendo. So I wasn't playing that. Um, one that reminded me exactly what I was doing in 1990 and really placed the year for me was Castle of Illusion. Uh, that was Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, so I now know that that was the summer because I was massively into swimming um, when I was younger and on summer holidays. We paid for season tickets at the swimming pool and we used to go swim in the day and we used to go to my friend Suzanne's and play Castle of Illusion on the Atari in a bid to complete it. We never completed it. It's always been on my mind. We could just never do the very end level. Um, yeah, so Castle of Illusion. And I feel like if they can, you can probably get that and I might try and get it uh, and and give it another go. So it was that. Um, Secret of Monkey Island came out in 1990 oh, as well, and they're such an amazing series of games. Well, they're still available now. Yeah, well, I actually um, followed a guy on Twitch um, for a, for a little while because he was playing them, playing them back through again, and that was great. So, some of my experience as a gamer was more being a watcher. So I was doing Twitch way before because I used to, I've got a brother that's six years older than me and I would be allowed to sit and watch him play <laughs> games and offer insights into puzzle solving, but never allowed to hold a controller. Um, so that was kind of like reliving that a little bit. And the other one that I wrote down was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Uh, was that? I seem to remember that was Commodore 64 I played that on. Well, I, I remember it on the Mega Drive, but I don't think I don't think either is because I think it just got re-released on the Mega Drive, maybe because the Mega Drive would have been later than 1990. Yeah, because I was thinking Master System for 1990 because that's what I had. I never had a Mega Drive. I went from Master System and then you know uh, from Master System I went on to I went on to Nintendo. I went on to SNES. Um. So yeah, I'm guessing it was that uh, Commodore 64. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to yeah. look into computer games more. It's yeah, I I did quite like it, and there'll be some there's some really sort of groundbreaking. I want to say stuff that happens in the '90s for video games. So it'll be in, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I really know what we're talking about now, but you know, Lara Croft, PS ones coming on. I never scene. had a, the first place. I first PlayStation I got was PS4. So I missed Whoa. all that generation. Yeah, I I had uh, a Nintendo sixty four, which would have been probably what what would that have been? I'd have been about fifteen, I'm guessing. So ninety seven around that time. It then would I be stopped, Golden Eye. Yeah. Then I stopped playing computer games altogether. Um, a whole host of reasons why. I probably didn't really pick up gaming again until I'm older than now. 37 so probably until i was about 28 um wow. so 10 years ago what year are we in now 20 
22, 20, what year is it? 20, tw- <laughs> I'm trying to look on my finger, it's not sure. Is it 2021? Yeah. Right. I've got 90 on the brain, I'll go with that. So yeah, probably about 2010. So probably, there's probably a good decade to 12 years there when I didn't do any gaming at all. Other than football manager on the PC. I played football manager on the PC for forever. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that game because it, it's it's a sort of game that suits me down to the ground because you kind of play five minutes just fanning about with stuff. I'm not even that big of a football fan, but you play five minutes fanning about with stuff, then you press play and it goes and plays the game. And while it's playing the game, I read. And then I come back and I see what's happened in the game. Then I do five minutes fanning about again and I repeat the process over and over again. I don't care about the game. I like selling all the players and, and stuff. And, you know, I like making my own players and renaming them really funny names. Oh, like sausage. No, like pterodactyl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything's about a sausage, Emma. Oh, wow. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to know who died in 1990? <laughs> That's quite blunt, but but yeah. Tell me who died in 1990. Everyone. You can tell me everyone that died in 1990. Uh, or just the famous ones. Just the famous I think my granddad one. died in 1990, actually. Oh. If you can tell me what my granddad's name is, I'll be quite impressed. Was your granddad's name Roald Dahl? Oh. Well done. <laughs> no. Um, did Roald Dahl line 1990? Yeah. I'm slightly disappointed because I didn't realise he were dead. <laughs> but, what? But I don't keep up on death. <laughs> it's not a hobby. <laughs> he was just like, he hasn't written any books. He was really good at it. Did he just give up? <laughs> well, a lot of people do, you know. Steve, maybe they don't. Maybe I'm getting confused with someone else. <laughs> maybe I'm convic- mixing them with footballers who retire, you know, yeah. when they get to 30. <laughs> can still write can't you when you're old so i don't know i've not given it much thought well he 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 did die in well, 1990 that's, that's sad. yeah um ava gardner i don't know who that is oh um film actress um film i know her from most is showboat um and we'll we'll get to cover showboat if we do the 1930s <laughs> or it might be a bit might be a bit later it might be 40s but um that may be why i don't know Lovely, lovely little musical. Okay. Um, um, Sammy Davis Jr. I know who Sammy Davis Jr. is. Was. Was. <laughs> yeah, he's on your list of dead people. Yeah. And Jim Henson. Oh, the puppet guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's sad as well. I don't like this feature. No, okay. Um, so I'll tell you I'll tell you something else then, because I got a couple of people that were born. But 1990 is apparently the year that J.K. Rowling had the idea for Harry Potter. That was that year she was on that train and she started writing, which makes it so spectacular that it's also the year that Emma Watson was born. As if someone is writing it. Like, if yeah, someone you know, is writing this you stuff. Know, yeah. the, you know, these things. And the... Two of us, like, I'd gotten down for that was Margot Robbie, also born in 1990. What I will say is that I've spoke a lot about the, the male crushes that I have. Uh, Margot Robbie may be the female crush I mentioned on this show. Ah. I've, I've got a crush on Margot Robbie and Patrick Swayze and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> now, there's a trio. <laughs> 
get get them on the list get it laminated and we'll see what we can do to make that happen um oh there was one patrick, patrick Swayze. Swayze. yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> i mean that's even i wouldn't go there the stuff oh. i've done that i regret but that's a no yeah no yeah, just keep that one in your head what's that um, called <laughs> i don't want necrophilia Taken some dark turns this episode. Well, you brought it up. I just said to get a list laminated. That's all I said. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence, also born 1990. I was genuinely kind of surprised the other day because I, I, I the amount of things that Jennifer Lawrence has been in that you don't realize. And she's a smashing actress. And also, yeah. she appears in all my TikTok things when I'm looking now. And she's really funny. Yeah. Really funny. She's brilliant. She's one of my new favourite people. I saw a clip of her. Um, she was giving an interview and Jack Nicholson interrupted it and her reaction to getting interrupted by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and it's just, it's awesome. I agree. I think she's she seems a really down-to-earth, lovely girl. Um, but we yeah, should ask her to come on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll get on it. I'll I'll uh, I'll message her on TikTok and get her to follow me. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, that's that's births and deaths. I didn't cover marriages, um, but meh. Um as I, and that's about all I've got for 1990. What year did Charles and Diana get married? Uh, I think that's 1980. I think it's 1981, because I think William's born in 1983. And Harry's born in 1986, I want to say. William's definitely 83 because he's our school year. You seem quite excited by that. <laughs> it's because I'm doing a little bit of um, not maths as such. I just love I love trying to guess years. Right. <laughs> well, that can be a feature going forward. So we've got a few features now. I'll just throw some stuff in and you've got to guess a year. Yeah. I love it because you never check it. So you just you've said it goes like you're really good at it, and I'm like you've never checked it. No, you'll be I, wrong. That's not just you; that's everyone. <laughs> I'm like that the kid that Jack in Beanstalk that buys the magic beans. That's me. Really, it'll grow <laughs> that big. Yeah, I mean, send it my way. Like, I mean, <laughs> like the Godfather's part one and three. It's 26 years apart. Yeah, <laughs> buy that straight away. We'll get you in lots of trouble. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Ice. <laughs> so 1990. I think we've covered everything there. Well, I've, yeah. I've listed some stuff when you've you've like listed additional stuff, which is is good. So to wrap up today, then, um, if you have listened to this show, if you listen to this <laughs> bit, you must have listened to the show. So if you've still listened to the show at this point, well done. <laughs> That's quite an achievement. Uh, let us know what you thought in 1990. Let us know some of your highlights. Let us know all the years we got wrong and all the films and TV programs we put in the wrong decade. And uh, But, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We will chuck some polls up. or Well, Emma will put some polls up, uh, and I'll pretend that I've been a part of that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Anything you want to mention for the to wrap up 1990, Emma? Um, no. Uh, Neighbours. I think I want to go back and revisit 90s Neighbours on I think, the back of this. I think there's a potential couple episodes from this episode. I think that we need to do the watch-along for the films we spoke about. Um, Neighbours is definitely one we could revisit. Um, 
yeah, there's there's some there. So whether whether we do that now or whether we come back to do it, we'll see. But yeah, there's definitely some uh, some spin-offs here. Uh, yeah. And if we're ever allowed to be in the same room, uh, you can do Nightmare Live. So you can actually, there's like an event you can do where you can go and be a nightmare. So if we can ever find a way to make that happen, I think we should go do that one time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we can do that. I think you might be more excited by that than me. I'm, I'm, I'm less practical. I'm more, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to sit down. Um, <laughs> but we can have fun with that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but there's, there's definitely some spin-offs there. I think a Nightmare Live could be good um, as well. So thank you for listening today. It's, it's always great to have you guys along listening to uh, the magnificent beast that is Decapod. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to try once again to leave you in the capable hands of Emma Morgan. Emma, take it away and say goodbye to our magnificent seven. <laughs> Thank you, seven listeners, so much. That has been episode one where we have covered so many things from nothing compares to you to Mr. Bean right through to films neither of us have seen. Um, next episode, guess where we're going, 1991. We really hope that you'll join us. See you soon. Oh, Bean. <laughs> Why do I say see you soon? It's better than strapping. <laughs>